Diddy King Kong. Your curiosity quest starts here. What's up, Q-Coders? Welcome into the episode two of the Q-Code podcast. I don't know why that's so funny to you, Trap. <laughs> it was just that you, you, you had to be cued twice, pun intended. You had to be cued twice by Alan to actually start talking. <laughs> just to, Did you not catch the first one? I had to be cued to get into the Q-Code podcast. <laughs> No, I did not. I just saw the second one. I must have. <laughs> I don't know where I you were looking. <laughs> you were looking blinked. straight at him. I must have blinked. So my cue <coughs> is I put my finger up in there because we record 10 seconds of silence for like pr- production reasons. I need to eliminate background noise. But so after 10 seconds, I, I just have my finger up in the air. We're all sitting totally still, not making noise. <laughs> and then I swivel my finger toward Danny to start saying, okay start this is where you come in he was staring right at me i did it <laughs> and he just nothing so then i unswivel very slowly as to not make noise and i swivel back toward him and then he's like welcome to the Q-Go. welcome q corners <laughs> like every time travis comes in he always gets it on the first time <laughs> never missed a cue i think that just goes to show you that you just sometimes you just tone out or tune out of things like Actually, I was talking about this at work the other day, but do you guys remember, or I don't know if you guys ever, do you remember that show Brain Games? You tuned out after <laughs> after 10 seconds. <laughs> your only job is to watch my finger and when it swivels toward you. So, <laughs> so there's like a whole concept where if you're focusing on something, then you tone everything else out. So like there's a game where if you watch guys play, like they're like, okay, watch these six people throw this ball back and like these several balls back and forth and count them. Like count how many passes there are. Right. So you focus all your attention on counting. Okay. Pass one, two, three, four, five. You're just counting all these passes. But then in the middle of this whole like 30 second exercise or 60 second exercise, like literally a dude in like a pink gorilla suit will walk across the screen. And then he'll just walk right across, not like just slowly, just as if just kind of strolls across. And then at the end of it, like 50% of people didn't even notice the pink gorilla. Mm-hmm. So well, I understand that test, but there was no other distraction. Like that was your job was to be counting the balls going back. And <laughs> that forth. was the one and you thing. did not get it. <laughs> Maybe I was, and that was minus was, eight distracting pink gorilla guy. <laughs> I was looking for the pink gorilla, I think is what I'm saying. <laughs> your, anyway, welcome in. Your brain in. does not follow instruction. It welcome in to the second episode of the Q Code Podcast. You got Trav to my right. Yeah. Alan to my left. You'd never know no. that was to his right. But. And you're listening to the sweet dulcet sounds of Dan Barnes. Dulcet. Dulcet. Isn't that a... I don't know. It's like, it just, it means cool, <laughs> calm sweet. and collected. You can just say sweet, cool sounds. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, so I was thinking, we were talking before this show, Travis letting us know about a show that he's been watching on Netflix that he really enjoys. And it got me thinking about the fact that I do the same thing. Because it sounded like, Trav, what was the show that you were talking about? I didn't want to really bring it up at this point in time. 
but so I've been watching anime. <laughs> and it's just one specific show currently. I mean, I'm always up for a good storyline, but it's uh, Attack on Titan. It's just a bunch of big humanoid type things eating smaller human people. <laughs> In anime. In anime. So is anime make it like more gruesome than like a typical cartoon? Yes. Or, yeah. Yes. It's more adult, adult themed ish. Um, there's a lot of people screaming and very, and a lot of close ups on people's eyes. So it's like, you'll just zoom in on this dude's eyes and he'll just be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of like that. There's like movement. But it's almost like zoomy movement. Yeah, there nobody's like the the actual art, or I guess like the 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 actual drawing itself is not moving. There's no motion to it. It's like they're but zooming they just in and have out. the you know yeah they have the lines in the back to yeah. make it seem like they're so moving. like when they're running is it where it's like shh <laughs> like I know it's hard to see what I'm doing <laughs> an audio for. <laughs> But it's almost like they take the Heisman pose yeah. and like there's just lines behind them and then yep. the background just moves by them, but they're not really moving. Yep. Poke- and they always Pokemon have, style. They always yeah. have like one drop of sweat. Just Yeah. Yep. That's basically it. Things are very veiny at times. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember like it's like, <laughs> like Dragon Ball Z. Like <laughs> You could not come up with anything else to say about it other than things are very veiny at times. (laughs) I swear. Like, what? I don't know what Adam. I'm not watching hentai porn. No, I'm just saying like Dragon Ball Z and stuff when like they would be so mad. I swear there was like veins that was coming out of their like muscles in their okay. head and stuff. Okay. I can see in hindsight how I could have worded that better. <laughs> but so while we're talking about this, there's a show that I've like watched the three of the episodes on Netflix. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called Love, Death, and Robots. I actually but, watched some of did that. Did you watch some of it? But yeah. I mean, I like it. It's like the graphics are amazing and it's all animated. Mm-hmm. And the graphics are like amazing and like unique depending on which episode uh you're you're watching. But it is super super like gruesome and sexual and it's like it's like an adult <laughs> type of uh, I was gonna ask, so it's not animated. a cartoon for kids. No, like, no, like it's no, super, I, super gory and a, a lot of nudity. Like, I, yeah, cartoon I, nudity. I uh, when I flipped it on, yeah, because I saw it. Like he comes in and it's like, oh, new stuff in Netflix. Yeah, and I like flipped it on. I was like, oh, dang, <laughs> <laughs> this is not your normal Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle type exactly. cartoon. This is this is not your normal Saturday morning cartoon stuff. Yeah. I mean, so, is so that an I, actual story? They yeah, have every episode. Shorts. Yeah, they're like shorts. They're like every episode is somewhere between like 10 minutes and 20 minutes, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean, I like it. It's I mean, it's definitely not for kids. It's for adults. I like it just because like I I've done some graphics in uh in my in my heyday. 
in my time. Uh, so I like enjoy seeing like the amazing graphics that they've done. Um, and sometimes the stories are pretty like they suck you in. They have to at that short of a yeah, the time have scale. To, they, they have, have to, to like, jump right. They have there. to get you interested immediately. <clears throat> a couple of them don't, but overall, I think it's pretty good. Your ten to twenty minute thing checks out for the most part, but there's one episode that's six minutes and a couple that are eight minutes. Well, thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, time police. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. No, I, I mean I bring cop. this up because I I find myself doing the same thing like and it's the reason i bring it up is because trav was telling us like uh i'm like how do you find these shows he's like well i don't know i was just going through and i was looking for something to fall asleep to and i read the synopsis and i was like okay i'll watch it as i fall asleep and then next thing he knows he's hooked and that happens to me all the time on netflix too it's like some kind of netflix like suck hole <laughs> <laughs> What's the word? Netflix. You've got like a veiny Netflix suckhole. What's the word that I'm looking for? Your vocabulary is very, (laughs) very uniquely oriented today. But anyway, like the one that I started like a week ago because I was like, oh, I just want something to fall asleep to. And I'm like, oh, they have this new show called Formula One Racing or something like Formula One on Netflix. It's like a documentary about Formula One racing. I'm like, yeah, I could fall asleep to that. Yeah, I am obsessed with Formula Formula One racing right now. <laughs> like, I told the wife that on my bucket list is I want to go follow a Formula One racing circuit for a year. It's 21 races all over the world over the course of a year. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. That one is aspiration. I, I was going to be a fan of any racing in sports, it would be Formula One. NASCAR to me, it's just seriously cars going around in a circle. Yeah. Formula One is like... Like 500 times. <laughs> is Yeah, it's like the ultimate entertainment when it comes to racing. Do you know what Formula One is, Al? Uh, not really. So, like Trav said, NASCAR is more like you just drive around in a circle in cars that look, honestly, a lot like sedans, right? Yep. And then Formula One racing is those... Race cars that are like really low to the ground. Oh, ground, okay. I like see, long yeah. and have the fins. They have on that the like sh- and, that skinny nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they like race around tracks that aren't just like a circle necessarily. Like some of them, like there's a race. I mean, it all comes back. Yeah. It's, to the, I mean, to yes, the beginning, yeah. but it's not a perfect circle. But it's, it's like you have, uh, turns like what's that and, one, that famous one that's like in France or whatever? Well, there's one in Monaco. That's the one that I think I they seen. have to drive like literally through the city of Monaco. And so, like, they're go like a lot of the areas are racing. It's just in between buildings and stuff. And there's mm-hmm. just enough room for one car. There's not even room for like two cars to get there. So, like, that one they were even saying, like, hey, it's really important where you qualify because depending on how fast you qualify depends on like what spot you start in. And it's hard to like pass anybody on that racetrack. Mm-hmm. But then the other thing too that looks really cool is when they do like some of the night races and they like light it all up and it looks awesome. So mm-hmm. anyway, Formula One racing is my new passion. <laughs> I feel like he kind of set me up there. He's like, he's watching veiny suckle anime and I'm watching race cars. <laughs> uh, well, we all have, while we're on the topic, I literally fall asleep to space documentaries and not because they're not interesting, but because 
I'm so tired by that. I like, would definitely I'm, fall I'm, asleep. It's because I'm constantly. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm constantly watching documentaries that eventually I'm going to fall asleep during them. So just finally passed out. No, my sister came over once uh, to my house because she was. So I gather she had to poop really bad. <laughs> she was in her car, not close to her house, and she's like, "I'm close to Alan's house, so I'm just going to go and use his bathroom." And I had just gotten off a 12-hour shift of work and had fallen asleep to like a base documentary or something like that. And I watch them with a decent amount of volume, like pretty loud, I guess, <laughs> according to her. But uh, So later that night, I go back to work and I get a text and she's like, you have no idea that I pooped in your bathroom, do you? I was like, what? When? She's like, I walked into your house and you were just dead asleep, passed out, blaring this space documentary. I pooped in your bathroom and I left. And, and I was like, the person that pooped is Tracy Barnes. That is Tracy Barnes, D R A C Y. Not to be confused with T R A C I or E Y's. She's like, every time I dropped a dookie, like a meteoroid. Meteorite hit the moon in your documentary. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know what? We actually do have things that we need to talk about today. So moving on. So we are going to talk about a few uh, as the premise of the show. Each week we're going to bring each of us will bring a question uh, up for not debate really, but for a topic uh, to discuss. And so this week we have. How big would a box have to be to put every human in the world inside? That is a thinker. You guys will be excited to hear this one. Number two. And are are we, well, I guess I'll ask when we get there. Okay. Number two. What did people do for fun throughout history? And finally, uh, you guys need to stay tuned through all of this so that you can get to who is Del Shanzi? Who is he? Really? So some of you may know who he is just by the name. Many of you may not even know who he is by the name either. But we, Trav, will make sure that by the end of this episode, you know just who Del Shanzi is. A.K.A. Super Del. Super Del. Yep. If you ever heard of or own a totally awesome computer, if you own a totally awesome computer, you should let us know. Yeah, because they've been out of business for a while, and you probably need an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, you do. Let us know if it's still totally awesome, <laughs> or if it just totally sucks. Okay, to so should we ladder. just get in? Should we just get into it? Let's guys? Just get into question it. Number one. Okay, question number one is mine this week, and that question is: How big would a box have to be to put every human in the world inside? So my question is: Are we? Saying, are we limiting it to a box, like a cube, six six uh, faces, or are we saying just I mean, a container? You don't have any. to limit it to that. You can use your imagination. I will tell you that I did think about this in and around a cube-shaped box. Okay. <laughs> All right. Where are we going to start? So my, are we going to start with guesses, maybe? Sure. Let's do that. So... My initial guess when you uh, told us this is what your your question was going to be was, I think I said one to two square miles. Okay. Everybody in the... So that'd be one world? mile by one mile by one mile. All the sides are one mile, right? Or 
So two you're miles. saying one mile... Or not square miles, cubic miles. One to two cubic miles. So how wide and how... Like, so if you're doing width and... Length. So width, length, and depth is going to be one mile width, one mile length, one mile depth. Okay. Trav, <laughs> any guesses? There's no right or wrong. Or two, because du- I said one to two. I was going to say double that. <laughs> so, <laughs> two. so two to four square so really, cubic miles. I'm just going to say a really big box. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to do it by like measurements like that. Are you we just stacking say, people? It's a box, so yes. like You can definitely... I mean, I... We'll explain how I got there, but but also socially, like I feel like we put people into boxes too much. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, this is like a super open question, though, too, because boxes come in so many different shapes and sizes, and yeah, like it's just you're you're kind of trying to understand, like the yeah, but it's not really what I'm asking because it doesn't. If it's a box, like we said, like a six sided box, doesn't matter the shape. Or, I mean, the shape, because it's all going to be the same, right? Well, I understand what you're saying from a cubic standpoint. A cubic, like a... Like if its volume, volume is is two cubic miles, the shape doesn't matter. You can make two cubic miles like as long of a rectangle box as you want, or as short, still going to be the yeah. same. Well, in the end, I Holding want this to capac- be capacity. more of a visual... Uh, type of like for the listener to be able to visualize this, right? So, you guys are probably wondering. Well, another good question to this would be, why did you come up with this question? <laughs> yes, that's yeah, true. that is literally my only question. I'm not really interested in the result as much <laughs> as I am interested in how you thought this. <laughs> <laughs> well, Trav, I'm glad you asked. <clears throat> so. The reason I came up with this question is because I had a dream a few weeks ago. And for any of you who listen to our other episodes, you'll know that we have dream episodes that we will read literally a dream that I've dictated onto paper that I've had and discuss it. Well, this one wasn't necessarily worthy of an entire dictation or a story because I only remember sporadic parts of it. But one part that I do remember and it's ironic. This was like shortly after I watched the bird box, <laughs> <laughs> which many, was a very small box. How many podcast episodes are we going to mention the bird box? <laughs> <laughs> and like, so I literally remember kind of dreaming like through some of the bird box, like almost like as in, in, I was in the movie and I kind of remember being in the grocery store that they go to where she actually finds the birds. So anyway, long story short, at some point, but we were attacked by zombies. So it wasn't just like what was in the bird box where it was kind of an unknown thing. This one turned out to be, it was like legit zombie thing. So we get pushed out these windows and the edge of the store in my dream ends up being on the edge of this cliff. And now we're trying to escape, but bodies of zombies and people are just falling off the edge of this cliff. And I land onto a pile of just, a massive amount of bodies. And so from what I can tell <laughs> morbid <laughs> of zombies of like, well, humans and zombies. <clears throat> well, like they're both, they were once humans, then they turned to zombies. But anyway, so from my calculations of what I could remember, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that was roughly like one mile by one mile 
by about, I figured the cliff was about a thousand feet from top to bottom. And it, and it was, was full. full of people up to about, about 200 feet left. So I figured it was about 800 feet deep of people. And so are they alive or they're dead? Mostly, they're mostly dead. Especially the ones at the bottom. Yeah. So <laughs> they're crushed. <clears throat> That's why I was like, think, I was like, after that, the next morning I was in the shower and I was just like thinking about the dream and I was like, I wonder how many bodies would it take to fill up that much space? <clears throat> yes, I got a frog in my throat. And so that's how I kind of came up with the question. So to answer your, uh, the first part of it. So how many bodies would there have had to be in my dream to fill up that? Wait, much hang area? on real quick. I have one more like question. Uh, is there gravity in this box? What do you mean? Is there gravity? Yes. Is it just Earth gravity? Yes. Okay. Because if you have gravity, yes, it's people not at the like bottom gravity on Jupiter. I guess I don't know if you could fit more people if you had like a super tall box versus like a a wide base like you know mm-hmm. area box. Because with gravity, you're going to get the compression, right? Of people at the bottom, they're going to be smushed. Their bones are probably going to be ground to powder. Yeah. And it's going to, the amount of area that they take up is going to be a lot less. So I accounted for, and for that. And then as you go up. In you my know, calculations, Alan. Yeah. So I figured, right, the average body size that I used for my example was six feet tall, two feet wide, and six inches thick. And you think, well, people aren't really six, six inches, inches thick. thick. That's pretty thin. Well, I'm accounting for compression. Are they veiny? <laughs> <laughs> I accounted for compression. So I figured if you had a, uh, there's 5,280 feet in a mile. So if you stacked 880 bodies top to bottom, like head to toe that way, it would take about 880 bodies to make a mile. And if you stacked them side by side, shoulder to shoulder, it'd take about 2,640 bodies to make a mile. So if you do that, and then you layer it 1,600 layers deep, which would be the six inches times 1,600 would make the 800 feet deep. Mm-hmm. So in the end, you... Wait, so dream, the six inches, how, where, what dimension of the body is the six inches? Thick. So, so you got your height is six feet. Mm-hmm. Your width is two feet. And then... Th- Six inches thick of like your he's, front to back. Yes. Okay. If you recall, he said he's accounting for the compression. So yeah, no, just I'm just wondering about, <coughs> in what. Never mind. I want to know in what direction that compression is going. Yes, I'm assuming they're laying on their backs or their fronts. Okay, they're not a bunch of side. So front layers. to back, it's six inches. <laughs> not a bunch of. I'm a side layer. <laughs> But when you die, I don't think you control which side you lay on. I will be. I will ask to put me on my side, <laughs> please, in my casket. Yeah. I would like to be on the side. I'm most comfortable on my <laughs> right side. But anyway, so if you take all those dimensions that I just said, it would be three billion seven hundred and seventeen million one hundred and twenty bodies could fit in that area. So in my imagination, that's how many bodies must have been in that one area that I was picturing. Three billion what? 717 million 120 bodies. So I was also curious, how much would that weigh? <laughs> so if I took an average of 200 pounds per person, that would weigh 743 billion 424 million pounds. 
Mm. So that's a lot of body weight. If you know what yeah, I'm saying. I mean, Not compared to what what is the earth? Uh, what is it? <laughs> like two po- No, never mind. I don't remember what it is. You're asking Keep the going. wrong. I think it's five. I think it's five times 10 to the 24th kilograms is the weight of the earth. Oh. Well, this is less than that. <laughs> I feel like it's a lot less. <laughs> <clears throat> well, that, that's a five with 24 zeros after it. Yes. Billion has nine zeros. So, I uh, to fit everyone in the world, if they were all just smushed into a box as dead corpses, would basically take two of those boxes. Or you could just take a box like that and make it... 1600 feet deep instead of 800 feet deep then you could fit everyone in the world but that's a little bit morbid right <laughs> wait hang on so the actual size half of, of the box half of the be... people in the world isn't as morbid but if you put them all <laughs> all together all of the people so we're saying in morbid. like how big would the box have to be for everybody in the world twice as big as well, okay what was one mile by one mile and 800 feet deep so two miles by two miles if you go two miles by two miles and you keep the same, doesn't that change? I guess if you keep the same depth, yeah. Yep, two miles by two miles by 800 feet deep if you want to do that. So that would fit everyone in the world. But let's like <coughs> look at this more realistically. Let's say for whatever reason we needed to compile everyone because we were going to move them off the planet, right? And we gave everyone the minimal amount of space that they probably could kind of survive in. So I assumed each person gets a box that's six feet tall, two feet wide, and two feet thick. Okay? So imagine you're basically in this like little shower-sized box, like a small shower. Okay? Got it. All right. So total in that box would be 24 cubic feet. So I looked, I Googled this just to see how many people are on Earth According to Google, there's 7.53 billion people on Earth as of the end of 2017. So there's probably a few more than that now. But <laughs> if you take that and you times it by the 24 cubic feet that each person would require, then you get you would need a total space inside of a box that is 180 billion 720 million cubic feet. And it's kind of hard to picture what that would look like. So I tried to give you examples of that. So I figure if you stack them as deep as the Eiffel Tower, then how how many people deep or how many boxes deep could you do? And that's 243 boxes deep. And that would equal like the height of, did I say Eiffel Tower? Yes. Sorry, I meant Empire State Building. Oh, those are very similar. So... (laughs) Don't worry. Don't worry, man. <laughs> I don't know where I got Eiffel Tower from. I didn't even write that down. <laughs> I just just came up with it. Is that your attempt at okay. I actually never see your notes. <laughs> never asked you for your notes today. How many pages? So right, Trav always makes fun of me for my notes. Like last time I had too many notes, he said. So I'm trying to keep my notes shorter. I, he did a very good job, actually. I and mean, yeah. he still has more notes than I do. But <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, long story short, yeah. If you were to fit everyone into a box that was as deep as the Empire State Building, your box would need to be 2.11 square miles by 2.11 square miles or... Roughly 4.45 square miles. 
And if you're trying to picture that, if you're from the Salt Lake Valley area, um, this will make more sense to you because if you don't, then you probably don't know who these cities are. But that would be a box that took up space that was a little bigger than West Bountiful mm. or a little smaller than Centerville. Okay. Because I could not find a city in the area that was close, like really close to 4.45 square miles. So West Bountiful is like 3.5 square miles and Centerville is like six square miles. So it'd be a box that size that could fit everyone in the world inside of it if you do it that way. But if you're doing what Alan said, say you can't stack the boxes, you just need to have like one layer deep so that you're not stacking people on top of people. How big of an area would you need to fit everyone in the world? And so if you had everyone one layer deep in a box, it would take up a space that was 32.87 square miles by 32.87 square miles and six feet tall because that's how tall each box is, which is a total of about 1,080 square miles. And that is roughly about the third the size of the park of Yellowstone or a little less than the total the state of Rhode Island slightly less or a slightly more than the city of Tokyo. Mm. So you could literally fit everybody on earth. If they were just standing side by side, right next to each other in a big crowd inside the state of Rhode Island. Okay. Imagine the mosh pits you would get with that. <laughs> so yeah, okay. but I think, you. <laughs> I think in the end, this is a lesson to us all that, I don't know why we need all this space. Like we, they say that we're going to run out of, of space, but if we can fit everyone on earth in Rhode Island, we could fit so many more people. Well, it's on because yeah, in little showers, yeah. <laughs> do you want to live in a little shower? <laughs> like when the, when the robots take over and they turn us into batteries. Yeah. I mean, I know like, your people, <laughs> That's basically how we live. Like to like, like you go to a hotel in Japan and uh, you go in and they just basically show you this little microwave oven that goes back kind of far and you get to <laughs> you get to crawl in there and that's where you live for yeah. right now. <laughs> Tokyo hotels are super tiny. If you do look at some of those like super populated cities, though, yeah, I mean, you look at the apartments that they live in. It's like it almost is like. They just each live in this little box and they just cram like thousands of apartments into like one building. And that's, that's how you live. We're kind of spoiled here in the Western United States where we feel cramped, but really we got quite a bit of space per capita. Well, you know, I have nothing else to say. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like I was going to say something and then I just didn't. So, (laughs) all right. Well, do you guys have anything else you would like to put in boxes? Or I, I don't. <laughs> what if we put all the ants in boxes? Would that be more or less than humans? Wasn't there something that said that there was like more like weight by like ants by weight than there are humans in the world or something like that? Uh, let's see. There are seven point two billion humans. On the planet today, if we take everyone over the age of 15 and weigh a combined total of 332 BN kilograms. What? Billion? BN. BN is billion? Yeah. If we imagine there are 10 trillion ants in the world, 
weighing an average of okay so this thing that i googled just does not give me the answer (laughs) well i'm glad we took that time (laughs) should we move on to uh the next question let's do it okay alan question number two what did people do for fun throughout history what do you got so i basically got that life sucked just about a hundred years ago it was horrible like there wasn't a lot that you did for entertainment or for uh, just for fun. What are you talking about? Pretty much, you've seen those things where those like kids have like just like a hoop and then a stick and they're like rolling the hoop. That looks <laughs> <laughs> that looked real fun. Uh, what was the hoop made out of? I think wood. <laughs> <laughs> but so. I mean, when I was trying to like research this, uh, I just kept coming across the same answers, which was uh, women. They didn't really do much, you know, over a hundred years ago for entertainment because they had to work all day or take care of the family all day. Men really didn't do much because they had to work all day and watch the kids all day. And then kids really didn't do much because if they were I don't know, six years old or over, they had to work all day. (laughs) So it was pretty much, you just worked. So it was all Um, work and no play. Basically, I mean, for the majority of people, yeah. Unless you were rich, then you could afford things like going to uh, the music hall or uh, theater, watching plays, stuff like that. Um, The extent of toys for kids were like dolls. And blocks. Um, it, it, that's pretty much it. Or go play outside. So I think, um, kind of a way you have to think about. It, okay, so I think what you're thinking of right now, Alan and Trav, is the our entertainment today is digitally based. Right? Yeah. So I think if you think of entertainment today, a it's lot of times be. you're thinking of. I have TV to watch. I have movies I can go to. I have my phone I can play on. I have video games I can play. I have whatever. Kind of all wraps around this ongoing. I have the internet I can uh, search through. So it's just like this ongoing digital. Podcast to listen to. Yeah, digital age where you have all these things that are just at your fingertip that you can view on devices or whatever it is. But ultimately you're doing that for the reason of escaping reality in some ways to find entertainment, to, to keep your brain not just sitting in the mundane of boredom. Right. Yeah. And so if you go through history, I think there is a lot of cases where you can follow that. And I read a book recently that kind of had an interesting, uh, thought experiment of like, hey, let's you go to a museum and you go through and you just go through his, human history and you can kind of see where people do this. And the early, early ones is like you go in and you see these people in a cave, they're just sitting around and someone's telling a story. So that story becomes like the first example of entertainment, um, like imaginary entertainment, because you're not actually living it, but you're hearing somebody tell you a story and you can picture in your head what it would be like to be in that situation. Right. Yeah. And then you move through history and then you get to a spot where now there's cave paintings. People are trying to express themselves through like those. paintings. Still, 
Well, it might. But I guess that is, it's not interesting your, to you. So, because, what, yes, because part of what came up for me was what is the definition of entertainment, and uh, you know, I saw a few things saying, well, entertainment is something that's for the enjoyment of masses of people or other people um, that they, you know, like a movie or the theater. But my definition of entertainment is probably different than other people's definition of it. My definition of entertainment is watching documentaries. You know, a lot of people, that's, that's homework for them. I'm entertained by it just because I have interest in certain things and I enjoy it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess back in the day, in caveman days, stories and paintings were fun. They were all the rage. But for me, that's boring. That's more like torture. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think what he's getting at is just that it doesn't really seem like anything has changed. We're digital, but we're still telling stories. So they just tell it differently than than we do. Yeah. No, exactly. That's exactly the point I'm getting at is throughout history you get from storytelling to cave drawings to eventually people doing, you know, making having live theater and plays to uh books then they actually get the printing press and then you go into now you get into like the early movies and then music and you keep moving and moving forward and it's all an expression of uh, like what's the creativity or, or whatever, but it's just, and it's also used as a form of entertainment for other people. And like, like a movie is really just a story told through like moving pictures. Right. So like exactly what Trav said is, is kind of the point I'm getting to with that. But with that said, um, I went to Mexico a few years back. Yeah. And Trav, you go to Mexico quite a bit, don't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought you were just there. I mean, I was just there, but you, you make it sound like it's a just a common, you know, reoccurrence. Uh, you know, yeah, I go to Mexico all the time. No. When I was a kid, yeah, maybe a few times. Yeah, when I was a kid, my grandparents had a uh, had a timeshare, but you know they've been gone for the long time, (laughs) (laughs) at least at least a decade. It's funny how you tie things together, but like I always tied Trav and Mexico together. (laughs) He just spends a lot of time in Mexico. Is it because I I speak Spanish that like? You just well, assumed I, that, like, I figured I, that was just <laughs> ironic later in life that you got to go speak Spanish. <laughs> but the reason I bring it up is I went on a delayed honeymoon. So it was like a, a year after my wife and I were married, we went to Mexico on a honeymoon. And when we were there, I don't know why this popped in my head when Alan asked this question, but we went on this like bike ride thing. And then we ended up at this place where they had some kind of like this old ancient ruins but it was like a arena of some type and in this arena there was like these stone hoops that were on either side of this kind of like sloped thing and if you guys should just google this um i'm showing the guys a picture right now of what it looked like but it was a early 
form of some like a sport, like a game that they would play. So the Aztecs would play this game. I don't really know how to pronounce it, but I'm going to do my best. It's Ula Maliziti. How would you say that, Trav? What's that Can Harry Potter? Know. What's the game they play in Harry Potter? Uh, Quidditch? Is it yeah, Quidditch? Quidditch. Yeah. Don't they have hoops in that, too? Yeah. Yeah. Uyamal... Uyamalitsli? <laughs> anyway, for anyone who wants to Google it, it's spelled U-L-L-A-M-A-L-I-Z-T-L-I. Uh, but yeah, these, this is a game that the Aztecs played. It sounds like there was other cultures that played a game very similar to it, but we're focusing on the one the Aztecs played. For anyone who doesn't know, Aztecs lived in Mexico from about 1380 to 1521 AD. was kind of like their heyday. So anyway, the objective of the rule, or the objective of the rule, the rules of the game or the objective of the game, no one really knows for sure. They have speculations. They suspected it involved a nine-pound rubber ball and sticks and rackets and those stone hoops that we talked about positioned horizontally. Basically, is like cricket. Like, nobody knows how. (laughs) (laughs) Like, is it baseball? Is it like... Is it croquet? Croquet. Like, what is it? (laughs) Why is the bat flat? Why do they have... (laughs) I don't know. Do they have like pads? I feel like they have cricket pads. pads. I think so. (laughs) I think at least some of the players do, but I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, like they, I, you know, it's speculation that some of them would just like try to bounce with using their hips, try to bounce the ball through the hoops. Others would think that they were using the sticks to try and hit it through the hoop or whatever. But then they would have. That's what. That's the. Why would you ever assume they're just using their hips to bounce it through the hoops? I don't know, but you that's... Have, you that's, have no evidence of that. There's no, like... Uh, uh, there are drawings. There are no artifacts. <laughs> there are drawings that people did somebody, thousands of years later. Somebody made a drawing recently that shows them bouncing it off their hips, trying if, to go through the hoops. If you have sticks and rackets, I would assume you use the sticks and rackets, not your hips. <laughs> Like, uh, is it because they're like Latin and just like, you know how they have the hip movements and in like salsa dancing? Yeah, maybe hips don't lie, man. Mm. Yeah, mom tonight, you know the hips don't lie, I'm starting to feel it wrong. What was her name that sings that? <laughs> Shakira. 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 Maybe Shakira knows how to play this game. But anyway, so they would. Just, I just thought some quick quick interesting facts were um when they would play they assumed that they had a battle between two forces and so like right now you have like the bears versus the vikings right mm. like in the nfl but apparently according to this uh wikipedia page they basically always played two teams one would be the sun team and the other team would be the forces of night team which would represent the moon and the stars. Hmm. I would be on that team. So it's kind of, of night. Either you know, suns in space too, Alan. <laughs> you are correct. But I guess How with profound. stars, with stars, you get to be multiple suns. Is that what you're saying? So, uh, kids. Um, would be taught how to play the game in high school or in school <laughs> at high school. <laughs> ah, the high school life of the Aztecs <laughs> and the best ones Still could put up with them bullies. The best ones could eventually become professional Ulama players. 
and would that Ulamalamnizi league was awesome, and would become extremely famous. So apparently, they had like superstar athletes back in the Aztec times in the thirteen hundred to fifteen hundred era. So maybe they had not instead of Air Jordans, they had like. What would you call? You're coming up with it on the spot. It's not going to be good. (laughs) Don't even finish that joke. (laughs) They had sun, sun excitement sandals. What the? (laughs) All right, I should stop trying to come up with stuff on the spot while I'm trying to read and trying to tell a story about this ulazalati sport, but. Anyway, one last thing. So basically, my point is they had teams. These people would start playing at a young age. These people. The Aztecs would start playing at a young age. Some of them would get really good, become superstars, and become super famous for playing this sport that they played in an arena. And then ultimately, what does that lead to? Well, many people would bet large sums of money on these matches. Some would bet so much that they would be forced to sell their children to get money so that they could bet on the game. Others would even stake their own freedom to bet on the game. Basically saying, if I lose this bet, I can't pay you, but I will become your slave. Mm. But then you just get good enough at that game. You play it. Until eventually you end up playing it in the Colosseum in Rome and you earn, you, you get your freedom back, right? If they played this game in Rome. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that um, gladiator games were a little different. I, everything you just read, though, is I'm skeptical of. How do they know any of that? Um, they don't. Dude, it was on the internet. It's obviously true. Yep. I'm assuming historians probably, you know, have their ways. Artifacts, archaeologists. When? Okay, never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, when was the Aztec uh, empire, what would you call it, civilization around versus like Mayans? Because Mayans, were they not similar? Is it just like me? in time? Because Mayans, they. What? Or is Alan like check out of large portions of our podcast? Did you talk about the Mayans? No, but he told he talked about what time. Fine, but <laughs> well, I'm saying relative to the Mayans because the Mayans they had their like calendar that we all that everybody not me but they thought there was going to be the end of the world. We couldn't even translate what they they were saying by their calendar. So how are we can how how do we translate what Aztecs were if they even were writing or any of this? I don't know. I didn't dig that deep into it. I literally was looking for entertainment throughout history. So sorry, I don't have an answer on that right now, but I can work on it. But yeah, so I think that was just an interesting point of like, look, they found something to do for entertainment that was similar to the fact that we have sports nowadays. They had their own version of a sport back in the 1300 to 1500 AD era, uh, the reign of the Aztecs. Um, that resulted in a lot of similar things that we have today when it comes to oh, stars. 1300s? Yeah. They definitely had writing. Okay, never mind. I take back everything I said. Okay. Alan, did you have anything else to, on your subject? No. Other, I mean, my conclusion was it sucked to be alive back then. Okay. Trap? That's it. No. <laughs> 
All right. Let's move on. All right, Trav, your question. Who is Del Shanzi? Um, I'm assuming you're going to give us a little story time on who this Del Shanzi is. So I wanted to do it a little different than how I ended up doing this, um, mainly because really, other than uh, things that happened recently, there's not like a lot of information that you can find online about him. As, at least as far as like his childhood and things like that. So I'm not going to go that deep into it. The only reason why I thought about this is because uh, a few weeks ago, I was uh, just you know online on Facebook, as one will do, and uh, scrolling through and just seeing what news things pop up, what, uh, what friends are doing. I never really participate. I just stalk mostly. <laughs> but uh, this, this story came up about... Del Shanzi and uh, him being in in trouble with the law again. And uh, what we've grown to know about Del Shanzi is just that he is in this situation quite a bit, but it's always so very different every single time. And it's not just normal stuff. It's not drugs. It's not... uh, well, some of it can, I guess, kind of be tied to violence, but it's very stupid violence. (laughs) And just... So you're saying he doesn't get into trouble as if he were like a mobster or a gangster. Yeah, nothing like that. He it just is, finds his own trouble. He finds his own way to get in front of a judge and get fined or, you know, I don't think he's ever really done time, but uh, it's it's enough that, I mean, we, we know him here in Utah because... Back in uh, the late 90s, early 2000s, he was kind of like a, a local kingpin as far as, you know, his his product that he was selling and, and, and his business. But so what I found out is, first off, his name is Del Buck Shanzi. Buck? Buck. Mm. He was born in Ithaca, New York on September 27th, 1969. Nearly 30 years later in 1996, Superdell, as he called himself, because who would actually consider him super? Unless they meant super for super tool. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what he is. Uh, in 1996, he would start a computer empire called Totally Awesome Computers, man. Yeah. He and- would have, like, I remember he would have commercials, like, before movies started. Oh yeah. Yeah. You would go in and we'll, we'll get to that. Um, he, and I think that's kind of how his fame grew is because he was such a weird person. Yeah. And I say was as if like he's dead. He's not dead. He's just not important anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, but yeah, he's, he's just such a weird person. He'd go on and he'd do these, these commercials that I'm pretty sure he just filmed himself with just a normal camera, like just a normal home camera that you, anybody would have in their home and he would, you know, ride it. I think most of the time he didn't even ride it. He just winged it. He just, that just let's go in. I'm going to say what I want to say. Hopefully it passes and can, you know, actually be aired, aired, which a lot of times it wasn't, and we'll get to one of those. Um, but 
Yeah, and because of that, there was just so much attention drawn to him, and he had a decent product. I mean, he was. This was back before, um, you know, you could pretty much have a computer in the palm of your hand. Uh, you needed to have these big old box computers, and so this was his way of, uh, you know, attacking. In fact, um, so totally awesome computers was a computer store that they basically put in old seven elevens. If you've noticed, like when, whenever they were like the buildings was like an old seven 11. So it's like anywhere he could save money, he would save money. Mm. That's true. I never even thought about it, but yes, that's exactly what they all looked like was old seven. Yeah. But his point was he took on, he took on the likes of like, cause back then the other computer companies that were really huge were like gateway Inc, micron technology, compact. And, yeah. Compact. Bill. Bill. Yeah. Dell, I, I I even think Dell came a little bit later mm-hmm. as far as like it's you know big time. So know. it was totally awesome computers. He didn't just sell like other brands of computers. Like no, no, he he, he sold his he sold own customized brand. customized. So yeah, he would they, they would be yeah. Com- yeah. Where so he like would pick out the components, one. put them all in the box in the yeah. tower. Did you guys? Did your dad have one? I don't. Did he? No. No. I think my grandpa did. We I think my compact. grandpa had a. Uh, oh yeah, that's where you guys had the compact. My grandpa, I think, had a totally awesome computer, and it was just yeah. They they made them powerful, and they were good computers. Um, and he they came with like big uh, warranties, didn't they? Yeah. No. And 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 that was the thing because anything that happened to him, you could take him back, and they'd basically just replace it all. It's kind of like Costco. You know, you could buy something there, have it for five years. It breaks just because you've used it so much and you could take it back to Costco and they'll replace it. (laughs) So uh, that was just kind of what it was. Um, But, uh, you know, I'll hand it to him. He he did fairly well, as we've just kind of talked about. But uh, he I mean, he grew his business from one store in 1996 to nine along the Wasatch Front before it ultimately (laughs) before its and his ultimate demise um, because of what I have dubbed his dumbassery. Um, and uh, so the, the question that I thought to myself was like, all right, where did it all start to fall apart? And it was because of one incident that, uh, and now there were, like we've talked about, there's a lot of incidents and I'll kind of uh, touch on them real quick as well. But this one particular incident happened on March 21st, 2005. So quickly, up till this point, he basically was a normal dude in a, in essence that came in, started a business. It was actually a fairly successful oh, business. Yeah. It was actually very successful. Yeah. yeah. And then he gets to this point and this is where things start to go. This is where else. things start to go down because he does something stupid enough to where I don't think the media liked him anyway. Well, but- let's just say okay, he's, he's always like had this over the top personality in like his commercials and stuff. But I think, at that time, people just thought like that was his like for his commercials. Like, yeah, this was a character he. That was, was his facade. That wasn't him. Yeah, that was like his totally awesome character. Yeah, but once this happened, they realized that he is a total tool. The media ran with it, and I mean, he is a. From what I can tell, he's kind of a conspiracy theorist, and so he just thought that the media was out to get him, and maybe they were. But because of that, he kind of started going crazy and just went down a dark path. (laughs) But so on March 21st, 2005, he was charged with a fire for 
I just wrote this all completely wrong. In 2005, he was charged for taking out a firearm during an altercation. And this was the altercation happened because he was in his his black Jaguar. He's got his kid in his in the front seat, or maybe he's in the back seat. I don't know, but he's got his kid in the car, and he's cruising through a residential area at high speeds. And so mm-hmm. everybody, like I live in an area where people come down my street, and it's ridiculous how fast they're going. And like I, every time it happens, I've. I just throw whatever's in my hand at them. Like I've had a popsicle. I'm like, F you. (laughs) Just take this treat that I was going to eat. But just anything to just kind of show them like seriously slow down. And so what, what a lot of these residents did is they saw this guy speeding through their neighborhood. So they got in their cars and they followed him and he went to a park and, and you know, parked his car and everybody was there and they confronted him and started yelling back and forth. And one guy threatened to break his taillight. And at that point he takes out a, a Glock 10 millimeter handgun starts waving it around and then puts it over his heart. Like, I don't Wait, like points it at, no, like, like kind of just like holds holds it close to his chest. And, uh, I mean, when the police arrived, Shanzi claimed that it wasn't a gun, but it was actually his cell phone that he was taking out. But then later when he talked to the media, which this is, this is funny because he blames the media, but it's like, you just kind of shot yourself in the foot, pun intended, uh, (laughs) because of this. So, I mean, he had told the police originally that it was his cell phone, but then when the media gets to him, he's like, oh yeah, you know, it was a cell phone or or it was a, it was a gun. I was protecting myself and I was, I was worried that they were going to get to my kid. It's like, no, no, they don't, they, they're worried about their kids and they're worried about you freaking going 50 miles an hour in your black Jaguar in their neighborhood. Yeah. So that all happens. Speaking of, this is, do you ever see the signs in neighborhoods that say slow children at play? Yes. Yeah. It's like and a little like slow motion or like a little, is it a turtle? No. Well, I just think it's kind of cruel. It just has a child slow on children there. at play. Cause yeah, they could be normal. Children. You're not saying they're slow children. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying slow down. There are children at play. I don't know, but they forget the comma they every do. time. So Proper says, punctuation, people. Yeah. Instead of saying slow, children at play, it's slow children at play. Yeah. So this kind of started this downward spiral that eventually led to, um, I mean, he had a lot of other issues as well. Like there were some some accusations of him basically harassing some of his other um employees and uh his, his partners weren't happy with him he he was kind of jewing them out of uh some stuff like mm-hmm. some money and things like that so everybody just wasn't happy and it eventually just just crashed um but just some of the other incidents so i bring that up and one of the reasons why i really wanted to talk about it is just because the other things that he's done just really make me laugh <laughs> because he's so stupid and he has the most punchable face he does. On the yeah. planet. Yeah. So if you give, if you don't know who he, or what he looks like, look him up, Google him. Del Shanzi, and it's spelled S-C-H-A-N-Z-E, Shanzi. And it's Del as in Del. is D-E-L-L, like, like the yeah. computer. Yeah. Look him up. Just be careful not to punch your screen because you will want to do it. <laughs> but we've already talked about um, how his his 
commercials were just so crazy. So we have a clip here of a, of a radio commercial um, that he did. It never got aired. It, yeah, it was never aired, and you will see why. And I warn you, as you listen to this, it is very... I mean, it's not foul in the fact that there's like a lot of profanity, but it is very... Um, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You want to punch him in the face. Huh? Like sexual? Not sexual. It's just, you'll see. Derogatory. Derogatory, yes, towards a certain group of people. So let's go ahead and listen to that. Hey, this is Superdale, a totally awesome computers. Did you hear about that stupid gay rodeo? Whatever, dude. And then people are like talking about, oh, gay marriage. Free gay marriage. What next? Schizophrenics marrying themselves? I guess. I'm sorry if you think you're a Tinkerbell, you might want to get yourself fixed. <laughs> Tell you what, uh, for being rude and uh, abusive to homosexuals, if you're if you if you're a faggot, come on in and buy a computer. I'll give you a hundred bucks off. Uh, you'll need it for a psychological evaluation. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I can finish this commercial. I think they're gonna kick this one off the air. Come to Totally Awesome Computers, where uh, we're straight. I mean, we got. I mean, we got the straight up deal, and uh, you you can just get you know U.S. Robotics modem, Creative Lab sound card, ripping video card, Asus motherboard, all the cool stuff. Uh, totally awesome. I mean, seriously, how does uh, he think that people are gonna <laughs> respond well to that? Okay, even in the nineties, I'm gonna say like, yeah, in the nineties, a little bit different back then in the fact that there wasn't such as wide of a knowledge of and an awareness of the LGBTQ RSTLMNOP community. <laughs> um, and uh, it's, I mean, listening to that now, I mean, cause I mean, we'll, we'll say this back when we were in yeah, junior back- high, high school, we said stupid stuff. Like everything was gay. Yeah. You know, be like, who stopped you so gay? And we didn't, I mean, we didn't think about how bad that actually sounded. Now, today, you hear it. And I mean, it honestly is like a replacement for like the word lame in a way is how it was treated. Yeah, or which is still wrong. Or yeah. stupid. <laughs> it doesn't make it There's right. No word is, no way. That's how we're saying if that's you're how gay, you're lame. Was, yeah, but that's how often it was used yeah. by just like most people. Yeah, it was just everybody was numb to it because you just used it. And, you know. If you were there back then, then you know what it was like. That is still no excuse. No excuse to go on air and and just humiliate and and just say all these horrible things just to sell some computers. Yeah. Well, and, and his was obviously directed at that group. Yeah. Like if when kids would say things like, oh, that was gay or something like that. They didn't necessarily mean it in the fact that they were trying to be derogatory towards a homosexual person, right? Yeah. It was just more like an expression that, yeah, was probably wrong, and most people have changed their ways since then. Um, But he obviously was attacking this group directly, meaning... Because they did not... Yeah. use use, Use their... The words as a, like we said, a derogatory put down. Yeah. So, um, just based off of that horrible human being, um, 
And believe it or not, he ran for office. So uh, later on, he ran for mayor of Saratoga Springs. I think uh, it was governor. No, no, he did run for mayor in Saratoga Springs. Oh. Um, and did not get anywhere. I think after a certain polls showed that less than 2% of the population was actually voting for him or supporting him, he yeah. decided to bow out. He, he then later um, decided to go for governor. And uh, we have a little... Saratoga Springs is a city in, or in Utah. In Utah, yes. And he went for, I'm just curious, he went for governor of Utah? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, as the Republican Party, and we have a... Um, a little clip of that as well. Hey there, this is Super Del Shanzi for governor. You got it. A real American is actually going to be on the ballot this fall. There's only three people on the ballot. Super Del Shanzi, a real American. There's Bob Springmeyer, the Democrat, who personally told me on the phone he does not care about the Constitution. He actually said that. Then there's the Antichrist Socialist Huntsman, who's raised taxes more than any governor in the history of Utah, and he's taken away more of your freedoms than any governor in the history of Utah. So tell the socialists to go away. We also need to get Huntsman's thumb out of your asshole, because guess what? All of our cars will run on water. I know, my friend has run his four-stroke weed eater completely on water. The technology is real, and it's been suppressed by socialists like Huntsman. So get those guys out of there. You only got one choice, one American that's going to stand up for your rights and the Constitution. Super Del Shanzi for governor. If you need more information, check out. So it kind of seems like maybe somebody that's in office now... You know, but just a very who you a, mean a much higher position, an even higher just office. Somebody, than yeah, now. a higher office than governor. Just somebody who doesn't really care about the things he says or the people he hurts or things like that. We're not going to get into that political thing. I know that you know that is a a dark hole that we don't want to. It's go a hot down topic currently <laughs> for some people. We don't have enough time for that, but. So that though on that recording did it, is it was he on like a collect call? I don't know. I don't. I just got that off of YouTube, so I'm not exactly sure what that it was. Like yeah, oh yeah, there was like dialing like, in the yeah. background. I think what it was is like you would call in um, to his like campaign office or whatever, and that's like the recording. Or I, I'm really not sure. But yeah. uh, but anyway, so there's that. He obviously did not win. Thank heavens. Uh, but then the other things that he's been in trouble for. So, and, and they kind of snowballs from here. One leads to another. So he was, he, he got really into, or really is into power, powered, uh, oh crap, what is it called? Paragliding, powered paragliding. It's the one where you're, you're paragliding, but you have that fan on the back oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And so he was on like some, uh, federal government land, some uh, national park or something like that, and and him and his buddy are flying, and he's got the video going, and this is why he's so dumb because he did something like this, and then he posts it because he thinks he's funny. So he's flying, he's chasing this this owl, and he in the air. The owl's not, not on the ground; he's in the air, and he catches it twice and kicks it in the air. As it's flying. As it's flying. And he thinks he's so funny. And so he posted, and of course, you got animal rights activists that are super upset. And the fact of the matter is, is that he did that on federal government land. It was becomes a, a felony. It becomes a felony. Ah. 
And so he goes in and he's, so he's, he's sentenced to, to a court hearing. And I don't know the full details on this. I was trying to read all of the, the news articles about this, but they don't give all the information. But so he, he goes in and he's waiting. He's waiting for his hearing. So there's like a line of people, but they're all just waiting in the, in the seating area while one other, well, each person goes up and, and stands before the judge. So everybody's in the same room. And one guy is up there and it has to do with basically the judge taking away his firearms. And what I've also found out is Del Shanzi is huge, a huge, uh, you know, first amendment, yeah, gun rights. It's not the first amendment, second amendment, second Second amendment, Amendment, uh, activist. And because after his, his totally awesome computers failed, he started another business called totally awesome guns and ammo. And uh, so Did he based that out of Utah or was that based out of Vegas? You know, I might've been Vegas. I'm not sure because I've never seen it here. Um, and I didn't really look into that one. The only reason why it comes into play is because as soon as the judge tried to take away this, this other man's guns, he stood up and just started yelling at the judge and was like, you can't do that. That's taking away his rights. Blah, blah, blah. Well, he was held in contempt and then he was handcuffed and, <laughs> <laughs> and then arrested, uh, later on goes back in and because of his incident with the owls, he finally gets his hearing. The judge wants him to cooperate, cooperate with law enforcement and have them go into his home to kind of do a search and just make sure that, you know, I don't know what they were looking for. But that was against his rights as well. And he didn't want to do that. And he said, you're going to go in there. And I think along the lines of, uh, you know, them because he's got a bunch of weapons. He's fearing that they're going to take all of his weapons and that if they do that, he can't protect himself. And the reason why he needs his guns is because recently somebody just threw a severed head through his window. Like a... Like a severed human human head. head. A severed human head. But the the article doesn't talk about... this or anything? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, um, so somebody essentially murdered someone through the head, through your window, and you didn't say anything about it? Yeah, that seems... I feel like I would be definitely calling somebody, <laughs> like, real quick. <laughs> you don't want to be left with the head and be yeah. like somebody walking. Like, yeah. What'd you do? And you're like, it wasn't me. But the article bugged me because it literally mentions that and never goes back to the head. <laughs> it just, just kind of breezes past that. Like, it's just... Like, it's just commonplace. It's just, yeah. So there's that. He's gotten in trouble for some other things. Uh, the one that I that really brought this up is because he he got in trouble for shooting his guns really close to because you have to be so far away from other houses and yeah. people like his neighbors. He was practicing like in his backyard, and people could hear the bullets whizzing past their their house. And so that was kind of like what started this whole thing and wondering like, oh, what, what has Del Shanzi been up to? Uh, he's paraglided over the freeway. <laughs> um, he, he got in trouble in Vegas. Him and his wife like were banned. And this is kind of ironic because of the type of person he is, was banned from Trump Towers because they wanted to ride segways through the casino. <laughs> <laughs> and they and then they basically told them like uh, yeah we're we have disabilities and we need these segways <laughs> and they were like no you can have a wheelchair 
like normal people <laughs> that have disabilities or you could just, I don't know. I don't know if that was wrong by saying that like normal people <laughs> disabilities <laughs> sit in wheelchairs, but it's like nobody's asking them to drive freaking segways through their casino. Like what disability would make it? So you specifically have to, have I don't a segue know over in the segues. article. It did mention what his wife's disability was, but he would not disclose his own. It was something. Uh, well, actually, you know what? I lied. It didn't tell his wife, but it did tell his, I guess like when he was a kid, he like fell out of a tree and broke his back and, and I don't know. Well, it sounds like his wife's disability is her taste in men. (laughs) So (laughs) that's basically all I have on that. Um, he is just an interesting person. Uh, part of what, uh, I have called a, uh, uh, instead of a hometown hero, he's our hometown zero. Uh, not worth anything nowadays. Uh, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't drive a black Jaguar. <laughs> he's probably just got his little Honda Accord. That's probably is still he, pretty is too he good still for him. Talking about like a, maybe like a Geo. Is he still in Salt Lake? <laughs> Uh, I believe so. There was an article not too long ago um, from Salt Lake Tribune where, because uh, he wanted to be, he wanted the media to see him as a normal person. He said, you guys are portraying me all wrong. And so we, uh, Salt Lake Trib said, yeah, we'll send somebody just to spend a day with you. And so, of course, I'm sure he did all he could to, to uh, show them how normal he is. Mm. But then you see some of the other videos that he has posted online and stuff like there's one where he's like being very derogatory to Asians. <laughs> what? So Whoa. yeah, he's like, Oh, look at me. I can look how fast I can punch this box. And so like, he'll, he does this like little thing where he points his figure or like push it in really fast into a cereal box to put a <laughs> hole in it. And he's like, wow, <laughs> Did he actually put a hole in it? Yeah. And so then he'd like pull up. He'd like, look at Look at the hole. With just his finger? Yeah. That's actually pretty cool. <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> Do not. Do uh, not give him more props. But anyway, so if you're interested, go on, take a look. But that is all I have for that subject. Going back to his punchable face. He does have such a punchable face. I remember, I mean, because... Yeah, like it was you go to the movies and we went to a lot of movies back in that time frame. I mean, we were high school age, just out of high school. And so you would see Del Shanzi pop up once or twice a week, you know, as often mm. as you go to a movie. And I know a lot of people did go buy totally awesome computers. I know people who would be like, oh, they really are the best computers and would stand by them. But I literally never, ever had an urge to get a totally awesome computer solely because I hated his commercials. Such a horrible person. I mean, his commercials were so bad. Yeah. They were just annoying. Yeah. You can find them online. They're not, I mean, I actually found it really difficult to find some stuff on him, like on like his videos of his commercial or, you know, like copies of his commercial, something on YouTube where you think they'd all be, but there wasn't a lot. You can go on YouTube and see his, (laughs) his paragliding, kicking an owl thing. So it's still on there. Oh, it's still on there. You can see it. So, because I'm sure even if he took it down, somebody else got a hold of it and put it up. (laughs) But anyway, that is all we have for today. So, I hope you enjoyed those three uh, questions um, and the different directions that we ended up going with some of those. Um, 
Do you want to go into what we got for next week, Trev? So next week, we've got some good stuff for you. Apparently, we're going to be talking about killer bees. If you remember that uh, whole thing that went down where we had like the scare of the killer bees are coming. I really wanted to know what happened. What happened to, to all the killer bees that were coming for us. So that's what we're, I'm going to dig into a little bit next week. All right. So killer bees. And all you have to do to survive a killer bee swarm is jump into some water with a straw and breathe through the straw. That's what they tell you in the cartoons. Unless they land in the straw and choke you. And, I mentioned this last episode, which really made me want to talk about it now. So my topic is going to be on bronies. If you don't know what that is, make sure you tune in. <laughs> and it has to do with My Little Pony and, and men. Dudes. Right? Yeah, dudes yeah. who love My Little Pony. But it just goes a little bit more than that. Um, and then lastly, Alan has, if, uh, if we could replace dreams with another form of entertainment, what would that be? Mm-hmm. So start thinking. Now that uh, we've gotten, this is going to be episode three, it feels like there's like a little bit of a trend going on where I think Alan just really feels a need for to have entertainment. <laughs> it's through history. I while, he's, while he's sleeping, he's got to have some kind of digital entertainment. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I would not, I would totally, I would probably be a suicide risk a hundred years ago. If we're gonna, did just I turn dark? Bored? Like, did that just go dark? Because <laughs> <So, laughs> yeah, I'd be so bored. But yep. you wouldn't know about these things. Yeah, you can catch our podcasts. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and YouTube. Uh, make sure you visit our website at www.qcodepodcast.com and catch us on our social medias, which is Twitter at QCodePodcast, Facebook, and Instagram QCodePodcast as well. And, uh, of course, don't forget to leave us five-star review because that's just the right thing to do. Yes. If not, that's rude. And we're totally awesome. You should give us one review, one star for each question that we have per episode, plus two more just for good measure. <laughs> so thanks again for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week.